The power of the virtual world is that it's mediated us internally. We, we say, yes, I want to go on Facebook or yes, I want to send out this tweet. Is that that's what Pyeongchul Han calls power is this level of mediation where it's outside of our own awareness. Consciousness, the notion of the self, personality structure, transactional analysis, symbiosis, Zen Buddhism, teacher-student relationships, training yourself in how to think. To subvert is to undermine the existing system of inscribed power and authority. What's happening in the digital space, the virtual world. Much of us live in a hyper-stimulated present where language itself has become the info currency in the sequence of corporate capitalism. The injunction of the virtual world is... The gatekeepers of our speech and written word are global tech monopolies. We cannot transcend or go beyond our lack through craving. What are we going to do? How are we going to live our life? The subversive therapist is about what the virtual world is doing to us and what we can do about it. Welcome to the subversive therapist podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Archer. Thanks for joining me. This is the beginning of series two of the podcast. It's taking a little while for me to get back into the studio, so to speak. Uh, released Series 1 last uh, summer. And I've had ideas bouncing back and forth. And kind of where I landed uh, was recently I had a conversation with a, kind of a podcast broker about getting, getting me on some uh, other podcasts to be interviewed and uh, the gist of it was that it didn't work out between me and this broker because I don't have a product to sell. Um, I'm working on a book, and I talked about that in Series 1, and it's still uh, in progress. But for this podcast broker, you have to be an expert. And the way you cement yourself as an expert is you have a specific product. And because I didn't have that... Um, it didn't work out for us to move forward. But what I discovered was I don't want to be uh, messing around, scheduling podcasts, interviews with other places, blah, blah, blah. I just want to record it on my own time. And this is important for a couple of reasons. One is the more you get involved in the virtual world, the more you're working for the virtual world and the more you're tied to doing all this stuff and I'm in a very fortunate position where I can just record these and just not really care what happens with it right now and so that's what I decided I'm going to do is I'm just going to record some more episodes and the speaking engagements that I have coming up I'm going to record those and uh, have them as podcast episodes so if anybody's listening to this what you'll get is a kind of a linear slow linear progression of the material that I'm working on, uh, specifically the stuff about the book um, and these lectures and different things that I'm doing, I'll just you know upload those, have them uh, as part of series two. So I'm going to do some some constructs or topics as episodes, but then also have any kind of interviews I do or uh, public speaking things. Uh, workshops, lectures, that kind of thing. I'm going to put that on the podcast. So as of now, March 1st, um, if you ask me what is Series 2 about, I really don't have a clue what it's about. I think I'm going to take 
and build off of uh, series one, continuing talking about this relationship uh, as a user with the virtual world. Now, the virtual world is essentially digital technology uh, that shuts us inside this virtual system, which means to close off uh, reality, the real world. Um, it's replaced with stimulation. And so you could argue that the radio was a form of kind of virtual reality because it sucked uh, you in. And that's, that's true to some extent. Um, but I guess at the end of that road is uh, the metaverse where your, your whole body is connected uh, with sensors in a way that uh, the real world and from a consciousness perspective doesn't actually exist at all. So it's really a, a continuum, but I think virtual world is a kind of signifier for what we're talking about in terms of online activity, wearables, email, social media, all that stuff. Um, if you listen to series one, then you know my argument is that it's this user virtual world relationship is akin to a mother-infant uh, relationship. And it's a symbiotic relationship in terms of interpersonally. Symbiosis means when two people become one. And the issue with symbiosis is our lack of conscious awareness of that. It's an asymmetrical relationship. So if the mother uh, and the infant relationship is, is an analogy, then big tech or the virtual world, um, which Shoshana Zuboff calls big other, is, you know, the Facebooks, the Microsoft, Google, uh, these platforms, uh, they know everything about us and we don't know anything about them. Just like a mother knows, quote-unquote, everything about the infant, the infant isn't even aware that they're a, a human being uh, to begin with. That's the kind of asymmetry. And with that asymmetry, uh, it's like the, the popular term codependence. Uh, creates a power imbalance, and it creates passivity. So, so symbiosis, where two become one, or in Taoism, it's not two, not one. Uh, that's pure being, that's love. And on the flip side, it's uh, passive. So in a momentary sense, what we're talking about relations, relationally, when you encounter someone, there isn't actually two people there. But together, you form this symbiosis. And if we're consciously aware of that, you know, basically everyone has a teacher in them and everyone has a student. In transactional analysis, they call the, the parent ego state this analytical form, this knowledge uh, that includes prejudice and judgments, convictions. And then the student is the, the child ego state. Uh, it's all our memories, it's our felt sense of experience and how, how we internally uh, programmed ourselves. So that's the student and it's, you know, like a, like a child is always interested in learning, asking questions and, and wanting to uh, connect with people. So this relationship uh, in terms of the user with the virtual world is we're the student being taught, programmed, and it's the frames of reference uh, that are, are being programmed. 
um, into us. I'm working on a presentation right now, and and when I tried to step back and think about the power dynamics there, is like, when did we decide we would carry a phone all the time on our body or wear a wearable? Um, that's the kind of power of the virtual world is that we've convinced ourselves that we're thinking on our own about these things. We just decide, oh, we want to carry around a phone or wear an Apple Watch or whatever. But that's the the power of the virtual world is that it's mediated us internally. We, we say, yes, I want to go on Facebook or yes, I want to send out this tweet. It's that that's what Pyeongchul Han calls power is this level of mediation where it's outside of our own awareness. I mean, think of the stuff I talked about with Facebook can affect our mood by changing different things in the news feed and timelines and that kind of thing that bypasses our awareness. So what does that mean? That means this is a passive relationship where the more they know about us, the more they can control our choices. And of course, on their end, they're just saying, well, we're just giving you more of uh, what you want. And that's the kind of that's the con of uh, the virtual world is this idea that if we get everything we want, if everything is transparent and we know everything, then uh, we're going to be happy. So the gimmick is uh, what you want is what you get. But the big con is that you're actually going to be happy if you get what you want. And the only thing I know for sure, based on being a parent, is that you cannot give the kid everything they want because there's no end to the wanting. And this is why we get stuck in this kind of dependency loop uh, with the media, just the virtual world in general, is like it, it preys on the part of us that wants. And that's what I talked about is kind of this uh, psychological part or this psycho part in series one. So I think I'm just going to continue... Uh, talking about these same ideas in maybe a little bit different way. I'm also going to be recording these episodes in the evening. Kids are asleep. I might go a little wild. I might go a little crazy on the podcast. Maybe that'll help with the downloads. Who knows? But I'm going to stay on this um, this thesis about our relationship to the virtual world, which is passive creates conformity. Um, Han talks about the, the same, repeating the same. Uh, what's coming up for me now, um, just at a detached perspective on on the conflict in, in Ukraine with Russia is what gets uh, repeated over and over again is the frame of reference that one side is good and one side is bad and it's almost impossible to escape that that binary um you know one is good one is bad and everything you observe or consume online stays within that that um that kind of drama of this person is evil and look at the evil things they're doing to this other person that's that's what Han means by communication meets its kind of maxim, maximum velocity when the same repeats the same. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's true or not. If it goes viral, it's because it's reinforcing. Uh, 
the same, which is, makes it so difficult to have a, a kind of um, outside-the-box position. It has to fall into that frame of reference. I don't know if that makes um, complete sense. I wasn't planning on talking about Russia, but here we are. It's March 1st. I'm trying to just introduce the podcast, so maybe I should sell it. This is going to be exciting. This is going to be big. Tune in. Like, subscribe. <laughs> no, anyways, what I was saying was about this experience with the uh, the podcast broker is that it, it really um, clarified things for me in terms of what's happening in uh, the wider, you know, kind of Western culture is that it's an expert society so everybody's an expert on something and you and you listen to the experts or you listen to the science but the the quote-unquote expert uh, phenomenon just means that everyone is either literally selling something and that's why they're an expert because they're trying to sell something or they're selling themselves meaning moving up in their career and, and you could argue I'm doing that um, as well to a degree but it's very much an expert society, which means uh, self-optimization, uh, customizing yourself so that you can compete and achieve in a certain way. Um, and that's to no end. But but the issue with this is, I think, is it, it uh, makes you, of course, dependent upon the society, the culture that you're becoming an expert in. And that dependency means you can't speak out against uh, the status quo. With the virtual world, uh, the depend the dependency contract allows us to live forever, because nobody really dies now. When somebody dies, they're memorialized and they really go viral online, and then their profiles or avatars and things, you know, still get managed by other people. So part of this um, this weird expert society is that nobody dies. And of course, you know, any sort of fame or popularity lasts about 10 seconds and then goes goes away and you can be canceled in the next second and things. But it's that, I think, appeal to living forever, a kind of celebrity lifestyle. Um, that maybe kind of ties in when I talked about the life script, which is like the, the blueprint uh, for your life based on a, a certain decision you make when you're a little kid, based on an existential position like, I'm not okay, you're okay. That it's, it's this uh, incapacitation script is how I talked about it. And it's the same thing as what um, Freud talked about when he wrote about the death drive, is that we're actually aiming to complete our life by dying in a certain way and that the sex drive or life drive or you know the ego drives that he talked about and the death drive are really um, two sides of the same coin is that the aim of life is death is what Freud said and so to um, to uh, live forever online is just a way to escape uh, death probably I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point this is just an intro to series 2 which again I don't know what that is but it's going to be something subversive for sure um, 
probably a lot of public lectures things, but it's it's sticking with um, the book idea that I'm working on called Craving, what the virtual world is doing to us and what we can do about it. So thanks for sticking with uh, the podcast. If you're listening to this, you probably listened to series one. If you didn't, I mean, I guess listen to it or don't. I mean, who who cares? I mean, you're if you're listening to this, you're probably also doing something else and not really paying super close attention, which is why podcasts um, are here. So we don't have to be completely alone with our own thoughts. We can clean the bathroom and listen to somebody else's voice. So I'm glad I'm exploiting that phenomenon. But again, I'm the subversive therapist. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.